Well, <clears throat> this is Taekwon, and this is my po- podcast, I guess. <laughs> well, I guess this podcast could be about my life. Might as well start somewhere, might as well just, why not, start here. So, I grew up. Man, why is it so difficult? <laughs> so, I grew up in Raleigh. No more Raleigh kid. Got family all around the world. Ain't gonna say too much about my family because, again, this is about me. I guess I had a pretty normal, pretty normal, well, I wouldn't say that. Typical struggle. Uh, struggling. Power outages. Shortage on food. Mothers, a mother who didn't really give a fuck about me. Yeah, that type of things. So, I'm here now, so as the usual, this is somewhat of a survival story, I guess. Growing up, my siblings, well, we got along, but from anyone outside, I guess you wouldn't say the same. We was always fighting. My oldest sister would, well, not my oldest, but, well, yeah, my oldest. My oldest sister would punch us in the stomach whenever we got too rowdy, just to calm us down. That was her way of calming us down. (laughs) I guess we weren't exactly a normal family. Like, oh, hey, stop fighting. No, fuck it, I'm going to punch you in the stomach type stuff. (laughs) But it was all good, even though I had to... Although we had to still to survive, fight to survive, all type of things to survive, which we didn't really have to because, as I learned, my mom was getting money while my dad was slaving away at work for child support. And, uh, yeah, hold on. Let me just let this black man. This could be a long story, so I need something to keep me going. All right, so normal family, rowdy family, crazy family, whatever you want to call us. We was known as a lot of names, but still family nonetheless. So all that struggling and stuff, eventually someone caught on and that someone was Child Protective Services. So they came with their police officers just to snatch us away from our little happy life. Wasn't exactly the best life, but hey, I ain't mad at them because it made me who I am now. So. So, um, yeah, just my family background. I don't know if y'all could hear them, but they're pretty rowdy. <laughs> Still my family. But on to my story. <sighs> Let me spell this, man. It's really difficult telling your story to yourself out loud like this. So, starting over. Foster care. They came to whisk us away. Use some dirty tricks to do it, by the way. 
and by dirty tricks I mean my brother he was at our cousin house that day and it was just me my oldest sister Astoria so they came whisk us away and they were like hey where's your brother and I was like ooh I knew I wasn't supposed to tell that moment I was conflicted but I was like what if I don't tell them where he is what will happen most likely he'll probably return home not suspecting a thing and boom they will still get him so at the end of the day I was a little nine year old so I was like you know what drew this separate drew this I want to be with my brother so I told him <laughs> my sister man she gave me the death glare when I told him where he was Man, I really thought she was gonna kill me that day. I was like, oh shit. As soon as the, as soon as we are out of this car, she is going to straight murder me. <laughs> but I was crying so much so I guess she took pity on me. Yeah, yeah, I know y'all laughing. Oh haha, this man was crying. Well, you get whisked away from your family and you tell me you won't cry. I at least shed a tear or two. So they took us to the building. Put me and my brother upstairs, brothers McDonald's, and <laughs> another one of their dirty tricks. They took her away and separated us. And when she found out, she was outrageous, apparently. She just told me this recently, but she was, like, really pissed off. And I was like, damn, I'm sorry, but, man, that was crazy. So we went to this... Little foster home all the way out in West Bummerfuck or the country. On this little dirt road where the speed mile was 100 miles per hour. Things were... Well, at first they tried to make it easy for us. And over the course of time they had dogs, which I was terrified of dogs, so... That didn't really buy well for me. Luckily, they kept them in the cage and not in the house and stuff, so that made it bearable. But yeah, over time I realized that my brother, he was slowly, slowly, I wouldn't exactly say losing his mind, but something in him was changing. I didn't really like it. It was like... Some days he'll be really moody, angry, sad, happy, normal. And then it'll start all over again till he ran away and left me all alone. And I guess she was the type of foster parent who only wanted money because when he ran away, she was mad and not worried. And, again, I was nine years old at the time, so my mind isn't thinking like how it was then. At first, I didn't really see nothing. I didn't really think nothing of it, really. I was just sad that my brother left me all alone. I was like, damn, that's what we do. So, he went away, and I haven't heard of from him in a while. Like, the social workers, they wouldn't tell me. She wouldn't tell me. The foster parents wouldn't tell me. Nothing happened. And 
So one day I was just really sad because he was gone. So she just decided to say, oh, hey, I can't stand this shit. And she forced me outside. And outside, since we were in the country, there was like horse flies and all type of stuff and walls. I was terrified of those things, just insects in general. I was a really frightened boy, but I was never afraid of another person. No. If it's one thing about my family, we are all some fighting ass people. <laughs> I'm actually proud of that. Never lost a fight, am I happy to say? So she, I was crying out there, complaining about the bugs and the dog that was under the porch that probably had rabies because it was growling violently. And I was like, shit. So I started banging on the door like, hey, let me in, let me in. Something's not right with this all. She came out and just decided to <laughs> hit me on my back. That pissed me off tremendously. I might have been young, but I knew things that were wrong when they were wrong. And I knew that, hey, this lady should not be hitting me. So I got mad. She decided to call Mr. Cooper, and on the way there, she was just lying, like, oh, he hit me. I'm bringing him to the building, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, bitch, you hit me. I have the bruise on my back, luckily. So thankfully, my social worker believed me, or at least I think he believed me. I don't know. No telling with adults. They're fickle. So, especially a social worker. So... Why I got whisked away, my social worker decided, oh, hey, I'm going to put you in Holly Hills for the moment. And I was like, why? I'm not crazy. <laughs> Holly Hills, man, that brings me back. That's another part of a mother who didn't really give a fuck about children. Whenever we did something wrong, she would just whisk us away to Holly Hills. It got to the point where... They all knew my family by name. So, yeah. Especially especially my second oldest sister. Uh, God bless her heart. But, yeah. So, I was in Holly Hills with all those crazy people feeling like I didn't belong. Bonded with the staff that I got to know over the years as I was put there multi like, multiply and, like, a lot. <laughs> Sorry, I'm confusing my words. And, uh, yeah. So, over, uh, over time, he finally came, I'd say, like, maybe two weeks and put me in a new foster home. This new foster home, I won't lie to you, I don't remember much from it. I just know that I was in this big old house with uh, these two dolls, one a baby pit, another like a, I don't know, I fucking forgot. It was a long time ago. I didn't really like them like that. They were good people. They were very religious, which I did not like, however. Like, I believe in God and all that. I just don't have a religion, so... It was kind of annoying when they whisked me away to church and all that shit. I can't really exactly tell you what went wrong in that false home. Everything was good, but I just had a lot of anger issues because I was always alone. I feel like everybody just abandoned me. Like, 
None of my family came to visit. Only visit I ever got was, I'd say, like, maybe a year or two later when I finally was able to meet some of my, well, my dad and stuff. So, yeah, those were good times. And because I had so much fuss, anger inside and all this resentment and hatred, I eventually just bounced from foster home to foster home. Always had my suitcase packed because I never know when I was going to move again. <laughs> yeah. They used to drive them crazy. It was like, why don't you unpack? I was just like, I don't exactly know when I'm going to move. So over the time, it just got to the point where I went to this one foster home. She was real nice. She was a hair salon. I still talk to her. She was a hair salon owner. I still talk to her to this day. I consider her my a mother because she's the only one who has yet like one. So I stayed with her for a while. She was cool. Her family was cool. I took taekwondo, all type of stuff in there. Did a lot of things. A lot of things I regret. A lot of things I enjoyed. And, again, because of my anger issues, I fucked up and got kicked out of that foster home. And this time, my social worker just got fed up with it and shipped, and shipped me to a level four. And in that level four, and basically a level four is like this facility, I guess you could say. And in the facility, like my dad's calling me, he... Anyways, I'm trying to tell my story here. Can you please stop bothering me? Anyways, so. Man. Yes! Anyways, like I was saying, made me lose my train of thought. So, level four, it was in Nashville. I forgot the name of it. Only thing I remember, only fond memory I had of that place was the Nippum program. And in the Nippum program, I was riding dirt bikes. And I even got my, and I even got my helmet on the wall and stuff. It got my name on it, so that's pretty cool. But over the course of time, I just got my anchor under control. It wasn't easy. Like, I was fighting constantly. Doing a lot of things that I regret and seem childish now, really. So, after two years of being in Nashville with all those animals and farms and shit, again, feeling abandoned, didn't really have no family visits. At the time, I didn't know how my mother really was like. I learned that later on how manipulative and how and how fucking um I don't know why they're arguing, man. They give me a headache, really. This why I feel like I got to be on a podcast. <laughs> Anyways, so got my anger under control. And 
feeling all abandoned and shit. No fucking family. I constantly ran away from there. Got my inner under control. Got out. And I got to surprise in my life, really. <laughs> I went to a group home. Yeah, no, you're like, oh, wow. What a surprise. But the lady who owned it was... She was the owner of it, and she was a foster parent. And you wouldn't... And the person who was her foster kid was my brother. <laughs> I haven't seen this man in, like, years. I felt like, oh, shit. Holy shit. I was so happy. We shared a hug. I ain't gonna lie, I cried a little bit. And, um... And, yeah. So, from the foster home... I, uh... From the foster home, I... (laughs) Hold on. Damn. I wish I could just stop this and resume it later, but my grandma calling me as usual. I'm going to have to continue my story in a couple minutes. Stay tuned. So stressful. What the fuck? Can I just record my life story in peace without y'all bothering me every fucking... (sighs) Again, stressful. I'm gonna get to this point in my life again. You said what, Grandma? story so where was I right the foster home so after my brother and me shared a hug (laughs) we talked for a little bit he helped me unpack um I got settled in, met 
the kids and shit. Well, I didn't really meet them because by the time I arrived, it was dark. So, really, I just went to my room. And, uh, yeah. So, from there, I steadily was getting worse, really. I thought I had a good control of my anger, I guess. That was kind of a lie. I really learned how to control my anger in that, in that group home. So... There's this kid named Sean. I don't know what the fuck his problem was, but every time I turned around, he was always trying to fight me. We were like catching dogs. Every time I turned around, he was fighting me. One time he fought me because he said that I didn't, because he said I wanted some of his oranges. And I was like, why the fuck would I want some of your oranges? I don't even fucking like oranges. Anyways, special kid, bless his heart. Anyways. Gotta be exasperated with the smoke blowout because, you know, kind of gives you a mellow feeling, I guess. So, in the group home, I just was getting used to life, I guess. I was going to school, all type of things, learning to control my anger so I could get out. Honestly, I thought I was on the verge of adoption at some point. And, uh, over time, after I got used to everything, and my brother, really, he the one who helped me stay in there, because I could have ran away so many times. So, yeah. Then I got news that my dad was going through classes, and this how I started learning my mom wasn't really a loving mother, because... I found out that um, my dad complaining as usual. Anyways, so I found out that she wasn't shit. Like, we were starving and she had money, but she was cheating with my dad on some fucking mechanic and shit. And leaving her kids all starving and shit. Complaining about money when she had money. Apparently, my grandma was sending her $600 a month. Just so she, we could have food on the table and she could help the bills and shit. But we never seen a cent of that money. None of us knew, by the way. Not even my dad. Well, my dad knew, but I don't know. I don't know whatever. The, I don't know what the case was. I don't know if he knew or not, really. So. <sighs> Man, this is difficult to tell my story. To myself like this. So. But it's important so. Just bear with me yeah. So after I moved in with my grandma. My brother. He wanted to stay in Fayetteville. Because he complained that Riley had too many bad memories. I don't blame him. Really I really don't. <laughs> I really don't blame him. Because Riley did have a lot of bad memories for us. So I moved in with my grandma, and life was pretty good. Every now and then, because she's old, she has a short temper, so she constantly fuss my ass out. Sometimes I don't make it easy for her, I'm not going to lie. It's not like it's completely one-sided. But I eventually got used to it, and this is my life till now. Freshman, when I started high school, at first Apex, and I don't know why the fuck they got me going to Apex for middle school, but, eh, I blame it on the social worker. 
So there I was in Apex, trying to just be a normal guy, make friends. And there was this kid who was always fucking bothering me, man. I couldn't get a fucking break. Like, I really couldn't. Like, this man was always on my fucking dick. Like, hop off. I don't swing that way. He would always push me around, slap my, the back of my head. And I couldn't fight him because the principal said, looked at my record. She said, I see you have a history of fighting. There will be no fighting. You get in one fight, and I'm going to spill in your ass, and you're repeating the grade. I'm like, shit. And I told her all about the things that this nigga did, but she didn't give a fuck. This is why kids fight, by the way. Anyways, I got him back after that. As soon as I fucking graduated middle school, I went to his house, beat his ass in front of his mom. I really could care less. Like, he had it coming. I'm not really that disrespectful, but if you push me, I could care less. Fuck you. And, well, I won't say your family because they ain't do nothing to me, but fuck you. Anyways, so I went to high school. At first, I was a little antisocial. I'm talking like I'm a grown-ass man. I'm still a fucking high school student. I'm just a junior now. <laughs> but anyways, so here I am, freshman year, high school. Ooh, jitters. No, not really. I went to this boring-ass freshman orientation. It was, Lord, like I said, boring. So, yeah, I met a couple of cool people, and I say, I know, before I knew it, I started smoking weed. <laughs> yeah, I know. Oh, man, this guy, no, no. I had a good reason for picking up the blunt. It wasn't just, uh, it wasn't because of peer pressure. It wasn't because, oh, I should probably just try to try it. No, I actually had a good reason that day. Life was difficult because I just moved in my grandma, and... We argued a lot. It was kind of stressful. School was stressful. Everything was just stressful in my life. Like, I was still coming down from foster care and shit. Then I was learning about all this fucked up shit that my mom was doing to my older sister because she was caring for us. And, yeah. So, yeah, it was just stressful learning all these truths about my mother. Well, I don't know you want to call her my mother, man. She don't even give a fuck. She really don't. So, yeah. I started smoking and... Oh, yeah. I guess... Well, I did just tell y'all why I picked up the blunt. Stress and shit. So, yeah. I'm not going to really talk much about freshman year. It wasn't really that exciting. But I did meet this girl. Her name was Michaela. I ain't gonna lie, besides telling my story, my second mission is hopefully that she hears this podcast. Like, hey, Michaela, how you doing? But, yeah, like, this girl. Some guys who had a lot of girls might have been like, oh, she's really not cute. But to me, she was everything. She was the most gorgeous girl in the world. Like, it wasn't. It was she was just a little short, antisocial, <laughs> emo kind of girl, but she gave me mixed signals. I guess like she'd be hugging me and shit, laying on my back. Yeah, I loved her. I'm not gonna lie. 
it was like love at first sight. As soon as I seen her in that class that day, I was just like, man, I don't know what it is about her, but it's it's like a spark, just like, bam, emotions. So I just started talking to her, and yeah, at first we were just acquaintances, in her opinion, we were just acquaintances, and then we became friends, and I guess we kind of stopped there because she wasn't interested in dating until she was 30 because she wanted to get her career going. And then I found out that she was homeschooled, and I was like, damn. Like, she was about to get homeschooled at the moment, and I was like, damn, I need to make my move, like, quickly. And we, uh, she pretty made sure, she pretty much, like, I ain't gonna lie. Me back then versus me now, I was, I did not know how to talk to girls. Like, I'm not going to lie. Unlike my older brothers, I did not know how to. Like, I was fucking awkward back then. So, I feel like if now, if I were to try, I feel like I would at least convince her to go at least on one date, hopefully. (laughs) But, honestly, at the point in my life, like, it's weird, like, she's homeschooled, I'll, she'd probably move by now, like, I'll probably never, ever even see her again, yet, I can't get her off my mind, like, every day I just think about her, I'm just like, damn, I wonder what Michaela's up to, some might consider that weird, or whatever you might want to call it but that's how love at first sight works like I was kind of heartbroken when she moved and because she was so smart and her parents were so difficult she don't have no social medias no phone well she had a phone but it wasn't on so she couldn't call people so yeah I could have got her email now that I think about it. And kind of old-fashioned, but hey, I would straight up cut off my arm right now just to talk to her. Like, we don't have to date. I just want to be there in her life. Like, I just want to talk to her. Like, we could be friends till she's 30 if she wants. Hell, I'd even be like a brother to her. I just need her in my life. But, yeah. So, yeah, that was Michaela, and then she got homeschooled and never seen her again. It's weird, like, anytime I interact with a girl, I just feel guilty. Like, I just don't know how to explain it. We never dated. We never even kissed. We shared a hug, though. <laughs> that was probably my most special moment. She even gave me a kiss on the cheek. Like, damn. Michaela, why you do me like that? Give me miss it notes knowing how I felt about you. Anyways, anytime I interact with a girl, I just feel guilty. Like, I'm cheating on her. It's crazy, right? Like, this girl had no relationship. I could tell she liked me because the way she interacted with me, but I guess she was just 
focusing on her career and not that blame her. Like, hey, you do you, girl. I want to see you rise up to the stars. Have your name up on billboards, magazines, anything, girl. I'm there for you if you need me. Yeah. But through the, only through the grace of God will I ever meet her again. It would be kind of weird just going up to uh, the teacher we share and just like, hey, do you have any way to contact Michaela? Like, I did not make my feelings for Michaela <laughs> any less obvious. Like, the whole class knew I liked her. They even tried to help me out getting with her. It was crazy, man. <laughs> but, yeah. <sighs> man, just talk about it makes my heart. Damn it. So yeah, that's my little, that was my first crush and possibly my last, really. <laughs> Ever since she left, she just left a hole in my heart. <laughs> it might be crazy, but hey, this might be the, uh, what am I saying? Quoting lyrics from a song. I even started listening to heavy metal because I could, because it feels the void left in my heart. Like I actually relate to some of the lyrics. Like this one song. It goes like I might be crazy, but I just may be the type of personality that compliments your style. And I'm just waiting for the day you save me from myself Cause I can't help the way I feel for you, for you <laughs> Yeah, I know, horrible singing Song called For You by Get Scared, in case anyone's wondering I don't know if anybody got to listen to this really Like <sighs> This is me drawing out my story so yeah. Fast forwarding a little bit. Um Well, I don't really know where they're gonna come from here because at this point it's matching up to my life. Stressful from schoolwork. Not I'm not really talented at anything like the only thing I got going for me is my programming and my reading. My math is fucking horrible. And I'm in chemistry honors now, so that's pretty stressful. I shouldn't have fucking took that. That's more than I could chew. I'm probably going to be in grad point. But hey, I'm going to do whatever I can to graduate on time. So yeah. This was... Taekwondo Newsome and that's my story <laughs> yeah